0: Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey, it's Catherine here from LifeHouse Church in Tokyo. And this is one of my most favorite seasons of all, Christmas. I just love Christmas. I grew up in a Christian household, we celebrated Christmas, and there were many fun Christmas traditions that we would do together as a family. And one of the things that we would do was write a letter to Santa. So my mom and dad encouraged us to write a letter to Santa, letting him know what would we like to get as a gift here for christmas so i would get my little special paper out and i would write a letter saying dear santa but you know you had to be really good to get a present so i'd tell him how good i was i was like god um dear santa you know i've been really good i've been cleaning my room i have been listening to my mom and dad most of the time i've been really kind to my little brother and so this year for christmas please can i have if possible an ultra hair barbie or a pirate lego ship or something like that and i'd uh, give my the letter back to my mom and she'd be like okay i'm going to take this to the post office and send it to the north pole and we'll see if you keep you know listening to us and being good Uh, maybe you'll get a present in your christmas sock or christmas stocking and then we'd go to sleep on christmas eve and then wake up on christmas day and there was an amazing gift for me from Santa in my Christmas stock. Whatever I wrote down in the Christmas letter, that Santa would uh, come and drop that off at my home. But we were sleeping, so we always try to stay awake as much as possible to see if we could spot Santa, but we always fell asleep. And when we woke up, there was this wonderful surprise waiting there for us. It was such a fun time. And uh, my mom told me that one day she was walking past my room, I was quite young then, and she heard me talking, so she thought she would listen in and, um, you know, because there was no one in the room with me, so she, she wanted to listen in, and she heard me praying to Santa. She heard me saying, oh, you know, Santa, I love you so much, and, you know, please help my granny, and she just heard me have, like, this whole conversation with Santa, and she thought, okay, I think I need to go in there and tell Catherine the truth, so my mom came in, she said, look, I want to tell you something, and so spoiler alert for all of you who, who don't know, don't know this but she said you know Santa isn't real um you know actually it's your dad and I we're the ones who take your letter and you know we like to bless you with a wonderful gift and uh, if you see somebody dressed in a Santa suit that's somebody just pretending to be Santa because Santa isn't real it's just a fun uh, game that we play but God is real. So when you're praying, you can pray to God because God loves to hear from you and you can tell Him anything you want to. So she really didn't want me to be confused between Santa and God. You know, a little funny story, but maybe you hear some of these stories about Christmas and you yourself are a little bit confused about what is the real story and what is just part of the magical fantasy. I know in Japan actually you know uh, Christmas is kind of a new thing. most people know about Christmas because of Disneyland Disney bought Christmas in so maybe when they hear the word Christmas they're thinking about the fantasy and magic that is Disney and also like Christmas in Japan is a date a date night it's for the it's a romantic night for 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 people to go on a date together so so In Japan, that's how they celebrate Christmas. What do they celebrate Christmas like where you're from? Maybe uh, maybe you've heard about Christmas, maybe uh, you have your own Christmas traditions or this is something new to you, but we wanna uh, encourage you and share with you the real story behind Christmas. I want you to know the real meaning of Christmas. What is Christmas really about? And this story is not just for Christians. This is not a, just a, a story for Christians. But the Christmas story um, is for everyone, not just Western people, anyone. It's a miracle, God's miracle story of hope for the whole world. And right, we need to hear some, some good news, a message of hope, especially now in this time. So you're going to be so encouraged as you hear this message of God's hope for the whole entire world. Now, when I talk about God, what pops into your mind. What do you imagine? Um, Maybe the idea of God is, is something that you haven't really thought of. Or maybe when you think of God, he seems like he's really, really far away from us. He's like this old man sitting on a cloud and he's kind of angry and he strikes the earth with lightning if he's feeling particularly angry that day, if you're doing something wrong. But actually, God is not far from us. God is close to us. God came close to us and he wanted to show us what he was like, right? Because you're wondering, God, what are you like? God didn't want you to wonder what he was like. God wanted to show you what he was like and how much he loved you. So he came to earth to rescue humankind from their sins and give them a hope and a future. And that's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about God coming close to us and about you knowing that God is close to us all. He's not far away. He is close. And each week during this Christmas series, we're going to look at a different part of the Christmas story. So today we're taking a look at the Christmas story from Mary's perspective, Mary's story. Mary was chosen by God to be the mother to the savior of the world Jesus wow it was a a really big amazing miracle that happened in Mary's life so we're going to take a look at that story today Last week, we looked at some of the prophecies that God would come close to us. Many years before Jesus was born, it was recorded in a book called Isaiah. And actually, throughout the Bible, there are so many prophecies about this coming Messiah, Jesus, that would be the hope of the world, that would come, this light that would come and push back the darkness. Uh, Many people had read these prophetic words and they're waiting in anticipation for this Messiah who would come. And so one of these prophecies is from Isaiah 7.4. It says, All right, then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Many years before the birth of Jesus, God promises that there's going to be a miracle birth, right? A virgin conceiving a baby, that's a miracle birth. And a gift was going to be sent to this world known as Emmanuel. And Emmanuel is a Hebrew word that means God with us. God came close. Remember, he's not far. God came close. He's come close to you and me as individuals. So now we fast forward 700 years later from this prophecy to a young Jewish woman, a young Jewish teenager actually called Mary. And Mary had probably heard these prophecies many times because in the Jewish tradition, you know, all the uh, people would go to the the temple or the synagogue and the rabbi would read them the scriptures. And I'm sure Mary would have heard these prophetic words many times along with all the rest of the, the Jewish nation at the time. And they were hoping and waiting, knowing that the world needs hope, right? The world needs a Savior. The world needs a Messiah. And they, they've heard these prophecies and they're waiting with anticipation for them to come to pass. And maybe some of them had a different uh, view in their mind of, of what this would look like. I think many of them thought it, uh, that Jesus was going to come to earth, that God would come to earth and there'd be a, a huge public display and uh, that if the whole world was seeing, and, and it would be this huge uh, campaign, so something so big that nobody would miss. But actually it ended up a little bit different to that. Jesus, as, as you're going to hear in the weeks to come, comes uh, to, born in a humble little village in a, in a stable, in a manger where animals are born so we're going to read where Mary starts to see this promise come to pass and this story we can read from Luke 1 and I'm going to read from verse 26 it says God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of King David so a bit about Mary's background she comes from a really humble city called Nazareth and uh, a little village in there's a v- little village called Galilee it's so tiny, you know, it's just an ordinary girl in a, in an ordinary place, and it so says she's engaged to be married to a man called joseph and in those days it was pretty normal. Um, it was actually um, very common for people to get married at a young age, like right? mostly at when they were teenagers and so in the Jewish custom, uh, the parents would help you know, uh, introduce the families and they would, uh, the couple would be engaged and this would be a formal contract, they would be legally married even though they haven't had the marriage ceremony yet or consummated the marriage, they would be engaged up to a year and this would test out the you know, the strength of the couple, do they work well, do the families work well together because it was kind of a, a big family uh, event. And also this would give the bride and the groom time for their families to prepare for this huge wedding, this huge wedding feast, which would last for many days. And they would invite so many people so, so they would be engaged for up to a year. And so Mary is engaged to be married to Joseph. And I'm sure her family had been very busy preparing for this exciting time. And Mary... In her mind, she's got all these plans, all these ideas about what her life's going to look like. You know, um, I don't know what it was like back then, but I know now a wedding. Wedding is really important for a lady. We take so much time thinking about the f- kind of food we love to serve, the music we want to play, the dress we want to wear, the flowers we'll have, all the the people we'd love to invite to celebrate. It's it takes a lot of planning and effort. I'm sure she was even like imagining, you know, what is a life with Joseph going to look like? You know, how many kids are they going to have? They, she's imagining that they're going to build this life together, this home together. She imagining all of these things and then her life is interrupted. Gabriel and a messenger from God, an angel messenger from God comes to Mary and he interrupts her life at this moment. What I like about the story, it says, you know, the angel comes, angel Gabriel comes uh, to Nazareth, to Galilee. It's like God knew where to find Mary. He knew exactly which village, which household, which room. Isn't that amazing? God knows every little detail about who you are too. Do you know that? I know Christmas can be a very lonely time for so many people. Maybe you're wondering, does God even know me? Does he see me? Well, if God, God knew exactly where to find Mary, what village, what little city, God knows everything about you and he knows. Where to find you too? I actually heard a, a funny dad joke. And you know, could you imagine if the, the angel got it wrong? You know, so the, the angel knocks on the door, he's like, Mary, I have a message for you. You are going to have a baby. And then there's a voice that comes out of the darkness saying, This is not Mary, this is Harry. <laughs> but uh, you know, just the jokes aside. <laughs> The the angel Gabriel comes and interrupts Mary's life. And God knows exactly where to find her. Let's read what happens next from verse 28. (laughs) Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel said to her. For you have found favor with God. Wow. Maybe when you think about the word angel, you're thinking about this cute little baby-faced cherub with wings. But you know the way the Bible describes angels is that they, you know, like bigger than than the average man and just really big and kind of warrior-looking um, beings and surrounded by light. And I'm sure that Mary would have been really shocked, quite surprised. I mean, she's just a small-town girl, right? A small-town young girl, and uh, this angel appears to her. But the angel says, "Don't be scared, Mary. I have good news for you. You." have found favor with God you know when God is speaking to you you don't have to be afraid I believe even right now there's some of you who are listening to this message and it's like God's kind of interrupting you right now and he's speaking to you and you don't need to be afraid whenever God speaks to you he's going to speak about something good and exciting we don't need to be afraid so the angel tells her, Mary, you are favored. In verse 31, let's see what is what the angel says as a messenger from God. Verse 31, it says, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestors, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Wow, what a promise to Mary. Uh, you know, The angel says, God's going to give you a miracle child. You're going to have give birth to a son. He's going to be called Jesus. And he's going to be the son of the Most High. This is the answer that everyone's been waiting for. And God wants to use you, Mary. God interrupts Mary's story because he wants to invite Mary to be a part of his big story. He interrupts all of her plans to invite her into his amazing plans. And You know, when often, when God interrupts us, it's because he's inviting us to something. You know, God wants to interrupt maybe your plans maybe you've made some plans for your life for your future I believe God wants to sometimes interrupt your plans because he wants to invite you just like Mary to be a part of something bigger to be a part of his big story what he's doing inside the world in in and around the world so do you see this as an invitation or interruption I want to encourage you that it's an invitation that we get to be a part of the, the only question is what will you what will you say when God interrupts you and invites you. Let's see what does Mary say to the angel. Verse 34, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. You know, Mary, she she might be young, but that's a good question. How will this happen? I'm a virgin. Mary knows, you know, this is how babies are made. How is this going to happen? I'm a virgin. I actually really love that this is the question that Mary asks. She doesn't ask why, why God, why me, uh, but she says how. It's kind of like this curious faith, like like God, I'm trusting that you can do something good, but h- how can you do this? You know, this must have been a. Uh, there must have been some thoughts going through her head, thinking, you know, if she's pregnant, how's she going to explain this to her fiance Joseph? She's going to be like Joseph, you know, I'm pregnant. You're not the father, but don't worry, I didn't cheat on you. This is a miracle birth; God has done it, and this is this baby is going to be the savior of the world. I mean, she must have thought that must have run through her mind. I mean, that would be uh, that would sound crazy to most people, right? And in those days, um, e- engagement was so serious that uh, if you broke off an engagement, that would be like a divorce. It was that serious, and there would be shame brought upon Mary and her whole entire family. So this was a really big thing, but Mary doesn't say, why me? She's like, oh God, how God, how are you going to do that? You know, whenever God invites you to be part of his story, sometimes you're going to hear like this big plan that's going to make you ask the, the how questions. Like, God, this is so big. This is such a great plan you have for me. But how is this possible? If I look at my circumstances, God, if I look at who, had, who, who am I, I, I feel significant. I feel ill equipped. Um, you know, I feel underqualified. How, I don't have enough time or resources. How is this going to happen? But the good news is that doesn't stop God's plan for you. If God invites you to be, part of his story he's going to provide everything that you need for it he he will accomplish it by his great power so let's see how God is going to do this the angel replied verse 35 it says the angel replied the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high God will overshadow you so that the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God so God responds, it's going to be by the supernatural of pow- power of God. The Holy Spirit is going to, to cause this miracle birth. How amazing. I think really God wants to remind you, just like he, he said to Mary there, like don't worry, don't be stressed. If he gives you a good plan, God is big and powerful enough. And by his power, his supernatural power, he can do it. He can do anything. There's nothing that is too hard for God verse 36 it says what's more your relative elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age people used to say she was barren but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of god will never fail i love that part the word of god never fails you know when god speaks a word to you it's a powerful seed for a miracle the word of God will never fail. And God doesn't just speak to people like Mary back then in those days. God can speak a personal word to you right here, right now. He, he Even if you're not a Christian or you're not even sure about all of this, this Jesus stuff yet, I believe that God can speak a personal word to you. If you've started following Jesus, God wants to speak personally to you. And He does through His word. He does through sometimes a, a still small voice in our heart. But God's word, whatever He promises, He's going to fulfill that because God's word never fails. I just love that. And then this is Mary's amazing response in verse 38. It says Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. So, Mary's response is such a faithful response. She's like, God, I trust you. I trust your plan. I trust your leading. You know, I had my plans, but I want to trust your plan. I love that word. She says, God, I'm your servant. I'm the Lord's servant. That's saying, like, God, my life is not my own. My life belongs to you. I want your plan for me, I want your ways for me. It's such a, a, a step of surrender and faith that God can do anything. I think that's all that God is looking for. When He interrupts our, our story and He invites us to be a part of His ba- big plan and purpose, you know, uh, He's not going to force Himself upon us, but he, he wants to hear you know, just a, a yes. He gives the invitation and uh, you might not feel like you're good enough or God can use it. But I think just simply saying, yes, God, here I am. And that's all that God needs to, to start an amazing miracle work in your life. I think that it's actually when Mary said this, uh, Lord, uh, I'm your servant. When she said yes to God's plan and his invitation, that's probably the moment that the miracle happened. Because God, he never He never forces himself into our life or to be a part of his plans. But he's just looking for people who are going to say, yes, God, I want to be a part of, of your plan. And everything takes place in Mary's life just as God promised. Mary becomes pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, God actually takes care of her, her, um, her relationship with Joseph in an amazing way. He's a good man. And he looks out for Mary and he looks out for baby Jesus. And you're going to hear about that story more about Joseph next week, what, what God is going to do in and through Joseph's life. And and, what, and nine months later, Jesus is born into this world. This, uh, a light shines in the darkness, amazing hope, a, a story of hope, a miracle story For all of us, Jesus came to earth. God's Word didn't fail. Even though those prophecies were years and years, years and years before, God's Word never fails. And His Word still stands for us today so maybe you can relate to the story maybe as a as a woman you're like oh I can relate to the story some things about Mary but maybe maybe this is this isn't something you you can relate to about a woman having a baby or something like that that maybe sounds like a foreign concept to you but I want to encourage you even from my own story my own personal story about God's interruption in my life and how he invited me to be a part of his story you know I grew up in a Christian household and um, you know I I didn't follow Jesus I kind of went my own path I made my own plans and And it was my third year at university. I was like, I'm a real big plan person. I had my whole life planned out. I was like, I'm going to study journalism. I'm going to be an investigative journalist because I love to you know, tell the truth about what's out there in the world. And this is the company that I want to work with. And you know, this is where I want to live. This is where I want to travel. And if I get married, I'm going to do it like in this time. I had like, my whole plans laid out before me. And even though uh, I felt like on the outside, it could look like that I had it all together. But inside, it, you know, I was really torn up. I was an insecure person. You know, I was actually really struggling with anxiety and depression and uh, have feelings of, of hopelessness. You know, and uh, my mom kept inviting me to church. She would invite me, and I would say no, no, no. But one day, my mom invited me, and I was like, you know, why not? And I came along to church, and I, I was in a sitting in the back of the church service like this, and I I just felt like this incredible presence of God. I could feel this peace, and uh, I heard this this voice speak to me in my heart. And it was at that moment that God interrupted my life. He interrupted my plans, and uh, He invited me to be a part of His story. And that's the day I decided I'm want to follow Jesus. Um, I want to say, Lord, I'm your servant. I don't want to like, I, I don't care about my plans. I, I want I want your plans. They sound more exciting. They're the best for me. And over the years, I've seen how, you know, God's redirected my plans and, and uh, he, he shaped them uh, to his perfect plans. And then when I look back, I think, wow, God, I couldn't have planned it or made it up. Your plans are amazing. The work that he's done in my life, the healing, the restoration, the forgiveness, the freedom, and the exciting purpose that I get to be a part of. Um, I've seen God uh, use me in ways that I could never possibly imagine. Just like Mary's story, God wants to use you too. God wants to interrupt your life and invite you to be a part of His story. So I want to ask you today, you know, what will you do when God's speaking to you? I believe that God is, he, He's speaking to all of us. He wants to knock on the door of our hearts and say, you know, I, I want i want you to come be a part of what I'm doing. I have an amazing plan and a purpose for you. And what will you say? Will you say yes? Because you know, He won't force Himself on you, right? He's just waiting for you to say yes. And then watch and see the miracle that can happen in your life. Just like God did with Mary's life. Can I pray for you? Thank you, Jesus, that when you interrupt our life, you invite us to be a part of your amazing big plan. And I pray for every person listening today that they would hear your voice and that you would speak to them. Even those who maybe feel discouraged and look at their circumstances and think, God, do you even see me? God, I don't even know if you have a plan or purpose or or how is it gonna come to pass. I pray that you'd speak to them and give them courage in their heart. Bless them now in Jesus' name, amen. Awesome, I don't want you to miss this opportunity. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus or maybe you used to know Him like, like I did, but you walked away. But today you feel like God is knocking on the, the door of your heart, that He's interrupting your life and today's the day that you wanna you wanna say yes and make a decision. I want to give you that opportunity as we spoke about Jesus was sent to this world by God as a gift a wonderful gift because God loved us so much he wanted to send Jesus he sent himself right he sent himself to come and rescue us because humankind as we know in our hearts and in the world around us we can see the brokenness the sin the hurt the disappointments and God came he uh, Jesus came he came and took on all that sin that shame disappointment he took it upon himself he paid the price on the cross and he rose again triumphant and victorious and anyone who puts their hope in Jesus will have hope in this life purpose in this life and for eternity all it takes is saying, Jesus I want to start this journey with you you are invited into a personal relationship with Jesus even if you don't understand all the details it that's okay you can even say today or oh, today I want to start this journey with you so if that's you uh, why don't you say Yes, that's me, Jesus. I want to open up my heart and I want to start to follow you today. If that's you, why don't you pray the simple prayer with me. It's going to be up here on the screen. It says, Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. That's so awesome if you made that decision. This is a beautiful Christmas miracle. I'm so excited for you. I want to quickly pray God's blessing on you. God, thank you for great salvations. I pray that you'll lead and guide this person, that you'd speak to them and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so excited to spend the rest of this Christmas season with you the wonderful good news about jesus see you later thanks for listening today we hope that god was able to speak to you through the message if you consider lifehouse your church home or if you were blessed by these messages then why not consider generously supporting us simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time